Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Welcome to Three and Out. That music ends so fast. <laughs> Welcome to Three and Out with Jason and Kevin. I'm Jason. That's Kevin. Uh, we are brought to you by CincyJungle.com, SB Nation, Cincinnati Bengals site, and sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Uh, Kevin, this is episode four. How are you doing, it man? Is. Uh, doing all right. The city's currently coming after me. I built a fence without a permit, and they're real oh, mad wow. about it. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it's been a good day. I knew you were building I thought, a fence. I thought about it. I just thought there's no way they're going to drive by and just like, no, I have a new fence. They knew almost instantly. It's crazy. The permit guy is just, he lives across the street. Look at that guy <laughs> building a fence with no permit. Oh, boy. Well, we got a few things to talk about. I'll kind of kick us off here. Um, we talked about last week the Bengals signed Orlando Brown Jr., which was huge, huge uh, addition, huge style of contract with so much money up front especially the $31 million uh, signing bonus. Huge man, that's right. Um, And immediately, well, not immediately, I I think maybe a day or two later, Jonah Williams, through his agent, has officially requested a trade. Yes. Which was surprising and not surprising. Surprising because it's not surprising. I I don't know. No. Yeah, I think any time a player loses his position, and you know there's going to be, as of right now, if he had not requested a trade, you pencil him him in at starter at right tackle, but then you have Leo Collins. You know when he's healthy, who's going to start yep. there? And left tackle. Even if, even if Jonah yeah. does start, uh, and I'm not against this, you got to do what you got to do. I love the Orlando Brown signing. We've kind of screwed Jonah. Like yeah. playing a position out of position on a contract year. Like I don't know, man. I get it. I get it. We yeah. did what we had to do. It's it's the business. Right. But man, well, I get it. He wants a trade, and he deserve, he should get a trade if we can manage it. Left tackles uh, make more money than right tackles yep. do, and we've taken him out of left tackle. I think after fifty-seven starts, you know, he had a down year last year. He gave up twelve sacks, which I think is more than any other offensive tackle in the league. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, he had a down year, and we basically said you're now a right tackle, and after this year, you're probably gone. Uh, he's $12.5 million guaranteed of his contract. There's been speculation around the league. Well, not speculation. It's been reported that teams haven't, you know, inquired about uh, uh, Jonah Williams. So, Kevin, if you're the Bengals, yeah. what are you realistically expecting to get in a trade? And do you think they'll trade him at all? I think they'll shop around. The Bengals have a bad history with players requesting trades and then just not caring. Uh, But it's new Bengals. We can't 
predict what they're going to do. I do think the old motto of we're not in the business of making teams better still applies. I think there's no way they trade Jonah for anything. I think a third, like a high third, might be their floor. Um, personally, I would consider a lot more offers. I would consider yeah. eating some of his contract for a higher pick. I would consider a lower pick if we don't have any intention of starting him. Um, I'm not confident in Jonah starting at right tackle. Not that I don't think he's a bad O-lineman, but, like, he doesn't play right tackle. Like, it could be bad. So I'd much rather pick up an additional pick, use it to move up a little bit if we have to, whatever we want to do, but try to get a right tackle in the draft. Yeah, so if if I'm realistically thinking what I could get for a Jonah Williams trade, I I think that they won't settle for anything less than a day two pick, which would be a second or third round pick. I think it's insane to suggest that they could get a first round pick for him. That's not going to happen. No, it's doubtful they'll get a second round pick, maybe a third round pick. The only other thing I could see is a player for player trade that includes a conditional pick. So like the Bengals trade Jonah Williams to team X for player Y and a sixth round conditional pick. You know what I mean? I still don't really see that happening. Sure. I personally think he's on the roster week one. I just, I, they're not going to cut him because they have to pay him anyway. Uh, so I think he's going to be on the roster. I could see him starting at right tackle. I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. What the draft is, any, you know, the draft can change anything. If the draft falls a certain way, a team could say, no, we need to go get Jonah. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's all going to be, you know, it's all up in the air right now. And we're kind of in a dead period, so there's really nothing to do other than just make wild guesses of what the Bengals could get for Jonah Williams. So, like I said, I think I agree with you. I think a third round pick is probably what they're asking. If I had to guess, and we're not in that room, even though we should be in that room, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, oh, a hundred percent, we should. We have valuable input. Uh, well, I do not agree with you on the. I think he's on the team beginning of the. I think it's 50-50. I okay. think that there is a very real reality in which they trade him away. Um, I don't think they picked up a left tackle in free agency, moved Jonah to right tackle without at least understanding, now we got to get flexible. Now we got to be willing to like roll with this and see where it takes us. I do think that like they kind of rolled the dice on this one, and they are going to be willing to like – to mix my metaphors, play the hand they're dealt. You know what I mean? Like, I I could see him being a Colt, a Jet. I could see him being on a different team at the start of this season. Sure. I, I mean, I absolutely could see it. Um, you know, like like you said, they, they picked up a new left tackle, and we know for a fact they've already said that Orlando Brown Jr. is going to play left tackle. So now we have this weird – scenario with Jonah Williams and Leo Collins. We don't know anything about Leo Collins' health right now. I haven't seen an update on that in a long time. Um, so we don't really know what's going to happen with that. Um, Jonah Williams is penciled in at starter. I think I saw you on Twitter last week talking with someone about, hey, what what can you do with your left hand or your off hand? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I can't do anything. I can't write yeah. my name. I can't throw a ball. I can barely scratch the back of my head with my left hand. I'm if you cut off my left arm, my life changes if I like to like on a scale of one to ten at like a three. 
And I know that that's really, really pushing. It's probably much, much higher than that. But everything I do, I do with my right hand. Like sure. even where it's inconvenient, if I reach over this way, I'm still going to do that with my right hand. Yeah. Um, you ever seen scary movie too? Grab my strong hand. That's my, <laughs> yes. that's my left hand. Yeah, that's my left hand. So, um, but yeah, I mean that we don't even know if Jonah Williams would be good at right tackle. No, and I don't think he would be. At least, look, he's a professional. If he decides to play, he's going to play his best. I've always said Jonah Williams gets more hate than he deserves. He is a completely functional and nothing more uh, left tackle. And maybe he will be that version of a right tackle as well. I don't think we see that week one. I don't think we see it until halfway through the season, maybe, once he gets enough reps, once he gets enough practice, once he gets enough like actual field time then maybe he becomes a at least good enough right tackle. But then Collins is probably most likely going to be coming back at that point as well. It just feels, it feels like there's no good answer here. And that's why shopping him out and trying to get a pick seems like the best option to me. Um, But even that's scary, right? You never know how the drafts go. And I don't want to start a, the plan would not be to grab a third round pick and use that to draft our right tackle. The plan would right. be something more like, well, now we're trying to grab a right tackle in the first or second round, and we're going to use that additional third round pick to grab the tight end that we passed right. over in the second round or whatever. But right. that's scary. I don't like it. I don't like having to go into the draft with a need, and it kind of feels like no matter what, we're going to at right tackle. Right. Oh, I totally agree. So kind of moving on, do you have really anything else to say about – there's really not a lot to say. He requested a trade. Hopefully the Bengals pull the trigger. They might. Hopefully they do. We'll see. Uh, um, no, not about Jonah Williams, about the O-line in general. Uh, I know we all love Volson. We do need to look at guard for agents. He is the weak link on this team. Oh, I'll be the bad I guy. Mean, I'll be the bad guy and say it. For sure. For sure. Especially considering that he was a rookie last year. If you have Orlando Brown Jr., Volson t- – uh, um Ted Karras, who since he had right here. Uh and then Alex Kappa and then Jonah Williams or Lael Collins or let's say a, a rookie, a first round rookie. Immediately the the weak link is is left guard for sure. Sure. I totally agree with that. Um yeah, I mean we'll see. I, I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know if they're gonna look to replace that position. I do get the sense that because I do get the sense that because they went out and spent so much money at left tackle, and this was kind of an out-of-the-blue thing, because I was expecting Jonah to start at left tackle this whole yeah. season. Did you see Pollock? Uh, it was an out-of-the-blue thing for him, too. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. They brought they brought it to him, and a day later, he had a new left tackle. Like, what? Really? Um, I do think that because of that signing, I get the sense that they're done messing around with the offensive line. They're going to yeah, do what but- they have to do. I think you're right, but man, you could get a competitive guard. Oh no, for just no, like a few million dollars. Right, you don't have I'm to not a world beater. Like you could do right. it. You could. It's an easy upgrade to make. I think you're right. I don't think they're gonna do it. But oh, man, no, it's frustrating because they should. I'm not saying that they're not messing around, as in they're not going to change it. I mean, they're not messing around, as in they're not taking any chances with subpar. Oh, you're going the other. They're way. going all out. That's what I meant by not messing around. Yeah, we're not screwing around anymore. We're going to have a top. 10 the top five offensive line no more so you think you think a garden free agency is on the table i absolutely could and and i think that like even just like a quentin spain kind of thing you know what i mean like you don't have to go out and get a world beater but a guy that's serviceable yeah and then obviously you keep volson he's on a rookie contract and if volson beats that guy out and he improves then perfect maybe you know what i mean takes a year to jump 
Yeah. And maybe that's what they, you know, they did resign Max Sharping and maybe that's what they do with Cody Ford. Cody Ford's more of, I know he played some tackle, but Cody Ford played guard more. I think he's more of a guard, not saying that's their answer, but I really hope not. I am not. Yeah. a. I didn't know much about him uh, a week ago. Uh, yeah. Cody Ford. Uh, if he starts at any position, we're in trouble. Okay. Well, kind of moving on to the next point. Uh, you do this one because you called it in the last episode. Oh, uh, we got a new safety. Uh, we got a whole new safety duo in the back. Uh, we've gotten more athletic. We've gotten faster. Um, I think it's a downgrade uh, from an experience side of things. Yeah. It might be a downgrade from a talent uh, side of things. Um, but both players are free safeties. Both players can play strong safety. It's going to open up Luana Rumo's book uh, even more. I think because of that, it could at least uh, hopefully be a wash. What do you think? Do you trust Luana Rumo to get the most out of these people when it ends up being a better safety room? Or do you I think we're probably going to take a step back? So I absolutely do trust Luana Rumo. I think that where they're going to lose a step is they're going to lose the step with experience because when it comes to playing free safety, Dax Hill is basically a rookie. Um. Nick Scott doesn't have the experience Von Bell does, uh, at least in this in in our system. And I have a feeling that Lou Anarumo's system is a little bit more complicated than a lot. In um, any system, I think last yeah. year was pretty much the only time he was the second starting safety. Right before right. that, he was the third. But um, so you have uh, so you have the lack of experience. It, I think it's going to hurt. I. I don't know about talent. I do think that where you upgraded athleticism, Dax Hill is an incredible oh. athlete. Uh, Nick Scott's an incredible athlete. So I think that Nick Scott is a better athlete than Von Bell. By a I lot. Could, yeah. I could see a scenario where it's a step back in the beginning of the season. And then maybe by the middle to the end of the season, they start to kind of come into their own. You know what I mean? Where Nick Scott's doing really well and Dax Hill's doing well too. But I'm not, I, I don't think it's fair to say that, the combination of Dax Hill and Nick Scott is going to be as good as Jesse Bates and Von Bell, maybe even for the entire season. You know what I mean? I and mean, this is a three-year deal for Nick Scott. Uh, this is Dax Hill's, you know, they could have potentially, if they give, if they pick up the fifth year option, they'd have another four years, including this one. So you have at least three years of these two together. Um, but yeah, I could see a downgrade, at that position, at that position group for the entire year. Um, I but think I, it's going to be a downgrade forever. Well, it just, it just it is. Our safety group was dynamite. They were, they were yeah. so good. Uh, I think that the combined athleticism of the two and Lou and Rumo schemes is going to cover up a lot of that. Uh, I don't expect it to be a, um, I don't expect it to be a weakness of ours. Let's put it that way. But I don't okay. think safety is going to be a strength. Definitely not this year. Beyond that, we'll see how Dax Hill plays. Right. Uh, but that was kind of always in the cards. We yeah. were never going to go into this part of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, getting their contracts set up where we were going to not lose a step in one or two other departments. I think we right. still have going to have a completely functional safety room. I'm good with it. I, like, I think the Dick Scott signing was great. For the yeah. amount of money he costs, uh, I think he's going to be great for the amount of money he costs. I do agree with that. I, I do agree. I think that they got a more athletic, uh, a more athletic and probably more versatile strong safety 
who can play, you know, Von Bell's strength was not playing center field like Jesse Bates was. No, you know I mean? they played a lot of too high. Like they played a right. lot of too high. Right. And Nick Scott, I think, has the capability to do that more, you know. Um, it's gonna be a more versatile and more athletic safety group, but it's not gonna be better necessarily. No. You know. Um no. so the real question is I have a question for you then. Would you rather have have seen them sign Von Bell for a three year for for the contract that he signed here? Or are you happier with the possible downgrade with a three year and a cheaper contract for a more athletic, possibly more versatile Nick Scott? I would have probably liked to bring Von Bell back. I probably and that means losing Pratt. Mm-hmm. Uh if that's the case, that's the case. I am much more confident in our upcoming linebacking group than I am in the backup safeties we got and the new safeties we signed. Again, this is all just personal preference, but I sure. think basically starting two brand new people at safety, no communication, which is hugely important that that, that position is going to be rocky to say yeah. the least. And I would sure. have really preferred to grab Von Bell for another couple of years to ease that transition. But it is what it is. Uh, I'm glad to have Pratt back. I think our safety room is going to take a hit, but it's not going to be a nightmare. Right. It was always going to be this way, man. That's just it. That's really the truth of it is you can get upset about it, but like we're moving, we're moving on. It's offense first. We're shoring up the line. We're paying our star players. The defense was always going to take some hits. You know, uh, Bates and Bell reportedly kind of were, were leaders of the defense where they got people lined up or they, you know, if they called things out, they saw someone's gonna have to step up and do that this year. And whether that's Logan Wilson or Jermaine Pratt or one of the new safeties, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, Nick so, Scott had that role to a certain extent at, uh, at LA. Yeah. Uh, I doubt I know, he takes it over day one here. Right. But it, he is an option. I do know that, that everything I've, I've seen has said that he's an incredibly intelligent player, very smart yep. player. So, and, and a, a big time culture fit, which is, which is important. It's, it's very important. Um, yeah. and then, oh, kind by of, the way, uh, did you see yeah. uh, Gardner going off on Philly fans and stuff on Twitter? Talking about culture fits? No, no, no uh, oh, Chauncey no. Gardner. Oh, no, 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 I did not say that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about dodging a bullet. I'm all about this culture. I'm all about this locker room. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah get him, get him, get him. And then he gets re-signed by Philly, and he's like crapping all over his own fans. And yeah, I don't know. No, thanks. Uh, nope, I don't yeah, want it. No, thanks. Don't need it. We don't need yep. a second Eli Apple. No, no, no. I want them to re-sign Eli Apple, but I just want one Apple. Just one Eli yeah. Apple is more than enough Eli Apples. So Okay, I real do- quick. Yes. Is a part of you excited for the day we, like, the day Eli Apple turns on us because he's turned on every team he's ever been a part of. And like, I'm partly excited for the day. Like Eli Apple signs somewhere else. And he's like, Cincinnati and he starts just roasting us on Twitter. And I'll be like, eh, it was I always going to be our turn. Eventually. Yeah, probably be our mean, turn. Eventually. Yeah. We'll the join the holds. long. Yeah. We'll join the long list of clubs that he's just crapped on. But I think yeah. I, I, I'd like him to have him back this year. I would, I'd like would for do. them to re-sign him and he's their fourth corner, you know, sure. I can't, there's not many guys that could sign at the price that he would probably require that could be better as a fourth corner, sure. in my opinion, outside of a rookie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so kind of switch it, still talking about free agency, but switching gears a, a little bit. Um, they haven't done anything at tight end. There's no. really no tight ends on the roster. Devin Nasiasi is the yeah. only one that I can think of that has playing experience, and he's not the answer. Everyone knows that. 
And then no. Joe Mixon is still on the roster. I think everyone is expecting him to be a post June first cut, a, like a cap casualty. Uh, At and this that's point, I'm not. I think they're you're not. Mixon. Okay. I don't. I don't like it, but I think they are. Okay. Well, let's let's kind of do it in both ways. If they do well, first of all, let's talk about tight end. First, we do want to say there was a lot of linking Foster Morell to the Bengals, and he just released on Twitter that he, in a routine um, physical with, with, with the, the Saints, Saints, that he found that he has Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. So we absolutely wish Foster Morell the best. He said he's going to step away from football. We absolutely wish him the best and good luck with everything that he does, and hopefully we'll see him back on the field. Um, absolutely. If they do decide they're going to keep Mixon and he's going to be the back, obviously the most important position right now to address in free agency is tight end. Correct. Yep. Come on okay. down, Irv Smith. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, so let's we'll do this just really quick. Um I'm just gonna go over who was available here at tight end. Uh let's see. Edge defender. I'm getting there. Okay, Excellent so, idea. yes, I know. Excellent. All this dead air, great. Uh, Dalton Schultz is still there. Uh, wait, this, sorry. It says Mike Gusecki's there, and he's not, so. Um, we have, all right, Dalton Schultz is not still there, sorry. Uh, Irv Smith, Mercedes Lewis, and that's about it. Those are really because Foster Moreau's on yep. the list and he's he's not gonna sign up. So we have uh, Mercedes Lewis and Irv Smith. So yeah, out of those two, I'm taking Irv Smith Jr. But either way, I think that it's clear that the Bengals are gonna have to draft whether no matter what they do in free agency, they're gonna have to address that position in, in the draft early. Not what not whatever they do. They have to we well they have, have to have right. two tight right. ends added to yeah. this roster. By the time we are rapidly approaching a position where we double dip at tight end, yeah, uh, it's sure. I, as much as I love uh, the Orlando Brown signing, the Bengals have dropped the ball on this tight end issue. We right. need a tight end, we need them now. They're going for like three million dollars a year. I do mm -hmm. not understand what is holding them up. Or the Smith, only... please, please come be yeah. a Bengal, please, so, please so... <laughs> be a Bengal. So th there's that. I, I could also see the possibility of post-draft cuts or June 1st cuts where guys are cut, you know, cap casualties where the Bengals kind of scoop them up then. But I could, I like you said, I could see them double dipping in the draft. Um, and then if they do decide that running back is a position where they're going to move on from, from Mixon, it's kind of gotten to the point at that position where there's really not much left as well. I mean, no, so That's Kareem why I think Hunt. going to be a Bengal. Yeah. No, so you have months, like personality yeah. issues. Like, yeah. Go that way. So there's there's Jarek McKinnon, which I I wouldn't mind that. You know. Um. Let's see. That's about it. So yep. you know everyone else is gone. Um. Yeah. Uh. I think that they were really hoping they'd be able to resign Samaj P Ryan, and it's unfortunate that didn't work out. But uh. I yeah, I'm starting to think that it's possible that Joe Mixon's the the running back in week one. So if they do that, they're going to have to address both positions in the draft early. Um, luckily for them, it's a deep draft class for tight end, very deep for, for tight end. Uh, for running back, running it is back, too. Yeah. yeah, there's there's some some good running backs that I could see going in the third or fourth round. So, um, but yeah, they haven't really done anything at that position 
they've addressed safety. They've addressed they've addressed addressed left tackle, and that wasn't even anything I was expecting. So, uh, and then the left tackle move inadvertently created a hole at right tackle. Now that Jonah Williams yep. requested a trade, so if you're going to give them a letter grade for free agency right now, what is it? C. C. Okay. It's I'm not going to be. A... They're they're passing. They're fine. They did not turn in half of their half their project. Yeah, I'm going to need to see the second half of that project. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this is not complete. You didn't do the backside of the paper, right? Yeah, you didn't do the backside. Flip it over. All right. Flip it over. There's Flip it over. Look, there's questions on the back. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not going to be as harsh. I'm going to say B minus uh, because I like the Orlando Brown Jr. signing so much, and I like the Nick Scott signing so much. Uh, and then I think. I, I think we're kind of overlooking Jermaine Pratt coming back. I think it, it, it's a big deal. I do. Jermaine Pratt it, keeping those linebackers together. I am going the Goodberry method on this one. Joe Goodberry talks about that is not a – that is – you cannot celebrate that. Losing him would be a negative until you replaced him. Signing him does not make the Bengals better. It just makes them the same. We need to get okay. better in free agency. I get that. I get you. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to talk about free agency? No. No, I do not. All right. So a word from our sponsor. Eastgate Smiles Dental Care is a warm and welcoming environment where expertise and customer service come together. As a local business, they love helping their fellow Cincinnatians manage their oral health and achieve a perfect smile. They pair the latest technology with years of experience to give you a smile worth showing off. They are dedicated to quality and convenience and can even perform dental crown procedures the same day in most cases. You like your smile, but they are here to help you love it. They personalize your care and match your needs. Call them today at 513-528-1150 to learn what they can do for your pearly whites. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. So uh, we're going to kind of wrap things up um, with a little bit of a mock draft. So it's going to be fun. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. All right. So uh, we're going to use PFF's mock draft simulator picking for the Bengals. Obviously we're going to do the first three rounds and we're going to kind of do a different scenario every round. So Kevin, what scenario do you want to run through on this first mock that we're going to do? Uh, let's say they grab Irv Smith, good enough tight end, Mixon still on the team, but replaceable with a June 1st cut. And I don't want to do trades and everything this first run through. So okay. Jonah Williams is still in the mix at right tackle. Okay. So here we go. A lot of quarterbacks. Oh, uh, well, it, yeah, of course. I man, the quarterback market, it messed with us last time, but they're all yeah. going like we're picking like 22nd. It's great. Um, oh, yeah. Roderick Jones off the board. Deontay Banks off the B. There goes Bijan. We kind of yep. knew that. There goes Smith. Dalton Kincaid, first tight end there off the board. All uh, right. Here we go. All right. We got quite a few options here. Uh, all right. Michael Mayer is top of the list. Um, we got Dewan Jones, kind of a uh I've seen him drafted by the in a lot of mock drafts for the Bengals. Um can you scroll up? Yeah. Uh never mind. We're good. Uh okay. I would say out of everybody here for me, it is the Mike Michael Mayer versus Dewan Jones. What do you think? You see anybody I, else who would perk your interest? Nope, I totally agree. It's one of those two guys. Now you just said they that Jonah Williams is still on the roster and it's looking like he's not going to be traded and they have Irv Smith. So to me, it says you have to draft Michael Mayer here. I'm going to go, I'm going to play devil's advocate and I only have to feel this way, but okay. let's just talk it out real quick. Sure. Juan Jones or Darnell Wright, I think is going to move up these boards. He's not here now, but I think he would be uh part of the conversation at this point. Uh, do you does any part of you want to say who cares about the money? Who cares about what's on the team? Let's seal up our right tackle now. Let's get our right tackle the future and let's have this O line locked up for the next four years. Does that speak to you at all? Especially not, with the depth of tight end that we have coming up. Right. No, not not person. Not with Irv with with uh with Irv Smith and Devin Yasiasi. No, I, I think it has to be mayor. So all right, let's see what happens. Let's go mayor. All right. So all, mayor. Right. all right. Let's go mayor. So we got Mayor Popular number 28. Pick. Yep. People are going to love right. this. People love Mayor. Oh, yeah. Darnell yeah. Wright went at 30. Yep. So, just there's Darnell Washington off the board at 39. Yep. Luke Musgrave is gone. Yep. There's Dewan Jones at 46. Dewan Jones at 46. Sam Laporta at 48. That's um, a guy you like a lot, I know. I love Sam Laporta. I'm getting on that Sam Laporta train, but he's moving up the boards. I wanted to grab him in the second, and it's just I don't know if it's going to be possible anymore. Okay. So, you know, obviously quarterback's out, a wide receiver this early, I personally think is out. 
Uh, they do need depth at cornerback. So you have Garrett yeah. Williams here. Uh, any edge defender is always okay. You do have another tackle in Matthew Bergeron. Um, yeah. Edge, safety, it looks like here it's mostly you're going to be picking defense. So Yeah, Traveris Hodges. Uh, yep. I like him. I do like him as well. Um, I, Ooh, I, Zach Charbonnet at halfback. Okay, what there you, you go. Think? There you go. Well, if Mixon's going to be a, if he's on the roster right now, but he could be a June 1st cut, I mean, drafting a running back here saves them probably after his contract, after they cut Mixon, probably saves, saves them, what, $9 million after the, I think the so. yeah. So I wouldn't mind that pick. Uh, I would say that, I'd say Charbonnet or a cornerback, either Hodges Tomlinson or Garrett Williams. I say Garrett I Williams. I think okay. running back sounds more fun, but I think we're going to see some value in that later. This cornerback class is just full of freaks, yep. and I think it's the safe choice. You know what I mean? We right. we got to have our vegetables. We need them. All right. There we uh, go. And Garrett Williams is the broccoli. Keeps you He's strong. He's the broccoli. Okay. All right. So uh, now we're looking for what? the In the third round, we're looking for the meat to go with our potatoes. That's, that, that, there we go. I want something flash. There goes Zach Chabernet. Uh, yeah, I like something. I'd like to head back. Ideally, I want to head back to offense. I okay. want to see what we have at running back. I maybe a developmental player. Uh, if the right guard falls, I wouldn't hate that. Um, let's see what we All got. Right. So, All right, we've run through it. Oh, Hodges Tomlinson oh, still there, and that's. You can see it can go either way with these cornerbacks, man. Yep. Like now it looks stupid that we grabbed a cornerback. It does. Because now, I absolutely think Traverius Hodges is a better option in the third round than uh Williams is in the second round. Yeah, uh, let's keep going. So we do have a couple running back options here. We have Dwayne McBride and Tank Bigsby. Um yep. a guy I really like a lot. I don't think yeah, right here. Tajay Spears. Oh, Tajay Spears. We'd be reaching, but not by that much. Yeah. No, I don't think he would be there in the fourth if we were to go past this, we're, and we're no. not. But uh, yeah, and there's another tight end, Luke, and you you mentioned double dipping a tight end, but Luke Shoemaker. That's another argument as to why I don't go Mayer in the first. True, is sure. Luke Shoemaker looks good. I mean, he's yep. not Mayer, but like he looks right. good. Grabbing right. him in the third uh, could be a killer move, assuming you know we didn't grab a tight end in the first, right? Um, so we went Tank tight Bigsby end as a as a running back, by the way, all time yeah. running back name, right? Tank oh yes, Bigsby. absolutely. That yeah. man, that kid, that was he was born as a running back. His parents when just his, had to figure it out. When his parents named him Tank, they said, "You're either going to be a running back, or we're going to disown you. One of the two, or you're going to have to change your name legally to something else." So military. I mean, come on. That's true. You could join the military. That's right, General so, Tank Bigsby. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think that when he graduates boot camp, they pin stripes on him right there. He's automatically a general. Yeah, so, he, gets his first, he gets his first three just for graduating. First three Exactly. Stars. Yep. Okay, let's All get right. back to this. So um, we went tight end and then cornerback. The other positions of need are probably running back and just depth, you know, depth sure. at uh, tight end and depth on the offensive line, depth, depth everywhere in general. Uh, the only ones I would say are kind of out are quarterback and wide receiver. But, you you know, Edge, you can't have too many good pass rushers. So, I don't know. What are we doing here? 
I'm leaning Tank Bigsby. The okay. for replacing a running back, the Bengals tend to want to do it the year before, and they tend to want to do it high. While this is one less than Mixon, Mixon got drafted in the second, I believe. Based on the yep. depth of this class, I still say this is a good pick and okay. something the Bengals would consider in the third. All right. Tank tank. Oh, and that's it. Is. Yeah, we're just doing we're just doing three rounds. Doing three I, rounds. Like yeah. I mentioned. Um kind of just exploring the options, talking them through. Okay. And so we ended up with Michael. Michael. I mean, it's a tight end in the first. You're never going to get an outstanding grade for that. But also, I don't understand PFF's grading. No, I don't either. I don't either. All right. So you want to do another one? Uh, Yeah, let's do one more. Michael Mayer. So that was, yeah. I want to skip tight end. I want to, I want to not, if if possible, let's see how it falls. Uh, Drop down where it says draft for needs. Uh, for the audio listeners, draft for needs is one of these sliding scale options, so you can kind of change uh, what ends up happening. Yeah, I just don't think draft for needs is going to be as big a factor if we're being realistic in the first three okay. rounds. So if we're just doing another three, let's just do that okay. real quick. All right, let's All see right. what it does. So we said we're not going tight end in this one, right? Let's see how it falls. I don't want to make that okay. call, but I didn't. I liked what I saw at tight end later. Okay. All right. And let's say for this one, let's say they do trade Jonah that, and they trade Jonah before the draft, right? Let's okay. say they trade him for an extra. We're not going to be able to do it in this mock draft, but let's say they trade him for a, I don't know, a player and a extra fourth third. or something like that. Do what? Yeah, let's just say, let's just say a third, just an extra third. Yeah. Mid round okay. third. There's Michael Mayer right there. Michael Mayer's already off the board anyways. Yep. All right. Elijah so Kansi off the board. And Kate is there. Let's so if they're trading, if they are trading um Jonah Williams, I say it's gotta be Jones. Oh, oh Anton Harrison's there. Now tested. Yes. Dewan Jones has not really tested yet. And I like Dewan Jones. I think at pure size, he's mm-hmm. just a freak of a human being. That wingspan, that size, that strength. I think that will yep. serve him very, very well. The track record of the Bengals drafting unathletic or uh, lineman who didn't test is horrific, right. and until yeah. I see any kind of numbers on Jones, I'm kind of kind of gun shy on him. Okay, so we're going Anton Harrison here. Yeah, Anton Harrison is also available for the audio listeners. We also have Dalton Kincaid, which yeah. is a very interesting choice. If we're looking, and I don't think Boyd is on the team uh, after this year, man, right. you could have a lot of. I know I oh, said I yeah. didn't want to go tight end, but if you're trying to replace Boyd. You could have a lot of fun with Dalton Kincaid on that yep, team. You absolutely replace could. a great you slot with a great t- uh, pass catching tight end. Ooh, yep. But I let's. Totally uh, I'm, I'm going to be. I want to be practical here. Uh, Anton Harrison is on the board. He is a great player. He's a left tackle, but he is a left tackle, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. that's the only thing between Anton Harrison and and Dewan Jones is Dewan Jones played right tackle all throughout college, so it won't be a switch right. for him. If you're going to draft Anton Harrison right away and say, "Hey, you're going to play right tackle," can you do it? I, I mean, we'll see. So that's that's the only thing I do think Anton Harrison's better. I, yes. I, he's usually not available at this point. So, right. Uh, so, are we going Harrison here? I want to go Harrison. Okay, Harrison. Let's solidify it is that O line. The O line. Yep. Other than guard, which we'll we've talked about, the O line is now solid for years to come. 
Dalton Kincaid to the Steelers. I don't know if you saw that, but that's that just Ooh. happened there. So it's something that the Bengals right. are going to have to deal with. Darnell Washington, 39. Uh, let's see here. Maluk Musgrave at 45. Luke Musgrave, tight end, gone. Yep. Uh, Amir Gibbs see. fell to 48. Yeah. Have you have you watched any Cam of uh, Gibbs tape? He is he is fun. He's yeah. a uh, running back for those listening. All right, so in the second round, what we're looking at for audio listeners is uh, you know Tanner McKee. He's a quarterback. We're not going to deal with him. Uh, they have Edge and Felix and Udike Uzama, Uzoma, uh, Garrett Williams again at cornerback, Andre Carter Edge, Carl Brooks Edge, Sidney Brown safety, and then Nick Herbig Edge. Uh, Hodges Tomlinson, and then they have back to running back. They have uh, Zach uh, Charbonnet. So, sure. what are you thinking here? Uh, I like Zach Charbonnet a lot. Uh, okay. Once again, Williams is a safe core pick. It's a smart pick. Um, I'm very much not against just doubling down on that and seeing what we get heading back to the offense in the third. Where are you at? I feel like it really is to me at least Garrett Williams or yeah. Charbonnet. I think it's Garrett Williams because you you have I think in this one we said that you know Mixon would be there but there's no depth at corner so I, I think it has right. to be corner right so oh, let's, let's do go. it again Garrett Williams Garrett Williams twice in a row I don't yep. hate it no me neither me neither so is there Zach Charbonnet goes to the Chiefs at sixty three here uh, let's I'm see. surprised if they grabbed up eh, we'll see Cody Mach thirty one mm-hmm. I love that guy. He's a guard. Yeah. I mean, he wants to play tackle, but he's a guard. But man, is he fun. Have you seen him? I, I have. Here, just just to point out, for the second time in a row, Hendon Hooker went to the uh, Packers in the third round. Really? So, yeah. Um, all right. So, in the third round. Poor Tanner McGee. Kind of, yeah. Ranked 32 no, on the quarterback, and he's <laughs> just always right there at the top. Yep. So, kind of the same thing that we're looking We have Hodges Tomlinson still sitting here. Carl Brooks still sitting here. Uh, Dwayne McBride is here. Tank Bigsby here again. So we went cornerback. We went offensive tackle cornerback. And then I feel like at this point, you kind of have to address address running back again, right? Well, they didn't do uh, that. So Shoemaker in the third. Shoemaker's here. Yep, Shoemaker's here. I could see that being working out for them. If Mixon I think is on has... the team and we are still in the tight end situation, I think we'll sign a tight end, but we're in a yeah. bad tight end situation. I'm leaning Shoemaker. It's a bit of a okay. reach, but I no, want I... a tight end. I want one of these tight ends. I do agree with you. So let's do that here. Let's take Shoemaker. All right. So finishing this one up here, see if there's anything crazy that happens here before the end of the third round. There's Tanner McGree goes to uh, the commanders. All right. So grading our draft this time. Oh, look, we did that. Well, kind of. B plus. Yeah. The Anton Harrison's an A. Garrett Williams, B minus. And then Luke Schoonmaker is a C plus. All right. How, do you want to do one more or do you want to call it quits for the night? I want to call it quits. And next time okay. I want to go to at least the fourth or the fifth round because I think these tight ends could get interesting and I want to see what happens. Sure. We're running a bit long. Where yeah. do you, out of these two, which one are you picking? Out of these two, if I got to choose, yeah. Probably. Oh, boy. Um, probably it's probably, the second for me and it's yeah. not really that close. 
Yeah, I'm probably going to go with the second one just because the offensive line is no longer a question mark. It's we're yep. set. You know what I mean? You have a first round offensive tackle next to or, you know, alongside Orlando Brown. Um, a potential game changing starting right. corner. Absolutely. Uh, yep. And I think Shoemaker is going to be a, a, a yeah. good tight end at the professional level. I really do. I mean, he's not mayor. He's not flashy, right. but he's very good. And also keep in mind that we did say in this scenario that Jonah Williams was going to give us an extra third. So let's say somewhere in there we're going to have that extra third where maybe we could address running back or sure. whatever else. So, Oh, man, um, grabbing a running back in there and a tight end in the third in this yep. class, that could be the move, man. A lot of people are jumping on these high-end running back and tight ends. And I, the more I think about it, I'm like, let's address the line in the first if we can. And let's let one of these, like, tight ends or running backs yeah. fall to us. They sure. will be available. Like yep. starting caliber tight end and running back will be available in the second, third. Yep. I, I personally, I love Tajay Spears. I absolutely love him. I watched him just completely shred. And I know it's college. And I know it's the AAC, but I watched him completely dismantle UC's defense and UC's defense was good. Uh, sure. He's going to be a good pro and everything that I'm all the mocks I'm seeing, he's going in the fourth. If not, I don't think I've seen him in the fifth, but I, I haven't really seen him in the third very often. So I think that there's guys to be had for sure. So yep. you have anything else you want to say? No, no, that's it. Um, hopefully the next time uh, you guys listen, we're going to have yeah. some kind of news on running backs, some kind of news on Jonah Williams, some kind of news on the tight end situation. Yep. I feel like this has been kind of a, a slow free agency. And that's across the board, but especially yeah. on the Bengals side. So hopefully we see some movement. But other than that, no, I got nothing for you, man. All right. Well, for Kevin, I'm Jason. Again, this has been 3 and Out with Jason and Kevin, brought to you by CincyJungle.com, a part of SB Nation, and sponsored by Eastgate Smiles Dental Care. Give them a call. Uh, see what they can do for your pearly whites. Kevin, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Who day? Who day?